Regina and Christine, where we share our stories as women openly and honestly. We believe it's through our journeys, our happy and sad times that connect us as sisters, because we're all perfectly imperfect. Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Perfectly Imperfect. I'm Regina. And I am Christine. So, you went to go see Hamilton? I did! How were you able to get tickets? That Okay, for everyone that doesn't know what Hamilton is, what, Regina, why don't you tell them? Okay. Hamilton is basically this, like, rap musical, which I think is the first of its kind, oh. about Alexander Hamilton's life. And then last year's Tonys, like, it won a ton of awards. So ever since then, it's been, like, near impossible to get tickets. This is the It Broadway show. Yeah, this is, like, the Wicked and, like, the Book of Mormon. Oh, yeah, yeah. So basically, I kind of went into it blind. I was also thinking, like, okay... I don't doubt that this musical is really good because everybody's been raving about it. But, like, how interesting can this be considering the fact that it's a musical about a founding father? (laughs) Alexander Hamilton, which I don't even know anything about. I didn't either. I literally had to Google it and I got bored reading his Wikipedia page like while I was trying to research him. But, yeah, so, like, I read that he's on the $10 bill. He's a founding father. (laughs) (laughs) He is? Oh, God. But I think that they told the story in a very interesting way but basically they told his story of how he helped america essentially lay the foundations of what our country is today Mm. and i think that my favorite part about it was i've i walked away feeling like i learned so much there were so many lessons that i took away from it i love pieces of work that teaches you something about yourself (laughs) even if it seems like the subject that's so far away from you like what do you and alexander hamilton have in common Yeah, yeah. There's two songs that he like sang consistently. And one was like, I'm not going to throw away my shot. And the other one was, why are you always writing like you're running out of time? It showed his urgency of how he was always very eager and willing to step up to the plate. And so I think that I walked away being like, wow, he always felt like he was running out of time. But it was just because he was so eager to build this country and so eager to fulfill his purpose Mm. it was a very good musical i think it lived up to the hype and you guys should watch it if you get the chance (laughs) that's good i mean yes alexander hamilton (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) well why don't we go from alexander hamilton to what we're talking about today yes because that is the perfect segue (laughs) (laughs) oh okay no i know the segue okay Alexander Hamilton, Hamilton, the Broadway show being the it show, being the popular show. Ooh, now, good one. Good one. going into our topic of, well, why don't you introduce it? So going off the whole theme of popularity, that's our topic for this week. <laughs> that was a terrible segue. <laughs> yeah. Way to hype it. Way to hype it. I like threw it up for you in the air and you're like... I know you set me up perfectly and I just, I ruined it. No, it's okay. But anyway, this week we're talking about popularity and how we viewed popularity when we were growing up and how I always thought that once we got past high school, it would be a thing of the past, but it's still very, very relevant to our daily lives. As adults, I think being popular and quote unquote being famous and being cool is something that is surprisingly still relevant. And it's the time that we're in now mixed with social media and having followers and fans and like everyday people 
having that versus you being a celebrity, seeking your validation and worth through being famous or being popular. And it's just like Regina said, where I honestly thought, okay, I'm out of high school. I don't have to worry about that, especially in college. Like something about going to college, you're just like, Ugh, I don't care about that. You know, you start like forming your own identity. College, I was just like, so stupid that you wanted to try so hard to be popular and try to so hard to fit in. And in college, you're trying to find who you are and you realize, oh, what makes me different is what's actually important. Yeah, so we want to give our perspective and share our experience of growing up chasing popularity and now that we're adults and in entertainment, surrounded by influencers and people who base their careers off of being popular. And like your success is defined by that number that you're also told not to care about. Yeah, it's it's a very bizarre it's place so bizarre. to yeah. be. <laughs> Wanting to be an artist and a creative and trying not to care about that stuff, but then it's like, oh, your business and your success hinges on how many people like you, mm-hmm. you know? So it's kind of this mixed bag of good and bad. So, Regina, how was your high school life like? Were you popular? Did you want to be popular? I really, really was not. (laughs) I was definitely not part of the popular group. I think I always admired them from afar. So, what type of group did you fall into when you were in high school? I don't know if I can say that I fell into a group. I kind of floated around a bit. I had like one-off friendships in a bunch of different groups. And I think that that's what I always held on to being like, oh, I really wish that I had this one big cohesive group of friends. Like, I think to me, that's what being popular meant. You were saying it's like the TV show friends, right? Having a core group of friends that did everything together who are besties. Yeah, completely. It was like that Joey, Monica, Rachel, Chandler, Phoebe, Ross, they all did everything together. I was so excited to have that group of friends that did everything together, that liked to do everything together. But I always looked at this one popular group that used to always have parties and study together. Everything was just so seemingly perfect. And so that's what I attributed popularity to. I completely relate to that. In I wasn't part of the popular group and I always chased popularity. I think mm-hmm. in middle school, sometime 7th, 8th grade, it started to click with me that the cool kids got to hang out in a guy and girl group. Yes! yes. Right? Is that that's weird? actually one of the things that I was thinking about. I was like, why did I think that that group was so cool and I was like oh my god it was because it was like a girl and guy group (laughs) because I primarily only hung out with girls and Mm -hmm, had guy friends on the side you know and wasn't even really that close I mean we're all awkward right yeah but then suddenly the cool group in middle school they just mingled together and they were good friends with both genders and you're like wow I admire them for that yeah is that crazy and then no it um, is it is especially (laughs) like thinking about it now I'm like oh my god I was such an idiot but at the time it was a really big deal. Yeah. And it wasn't even based off of like, oh, they were super smart or super attractive or anything. It was just the idea of what I thought that group represented to me. Genders commingling. <laughs> yeah. And my idea of what the popular group was in my mind was also based off of movies and shows that I watched. So for you, it was friends right for me it's a little bit older it was saved by the bell and greece mm. it was one of my favorite movies and they're basically in real life like 30 year olds that are playing <laughs> high schoolers so they look ex you know they look so good yeah. and put together and they're just so cool to dance <laughs> together 
<laughs> dance and sing. And then I just looked at that too. And in my mind, that's what I emulated popularity off of just cool kids who did cool things together. And it was such an ambiguous statement. And the cool kids in my school, I don't even think I really knew that much about them. At the time, we didn't have social media, right? So it would really just be observing them during lunchtime and at school dances. It's just people that did things that you admired. Even now, when you look at famous people, you just think that they have the perfect life. You just choose to believe in the fantasy of what being popular means. Like, they have no issues. It's so easy for them to find a gorgeous, accomplished, significant other. They have opportunities coming to them all the time. They're living the perfect life. And you never see them as a real person. You don't think about, oh, this is a person that probably has issues just like everybody else. It's funny that you mentioned that because I know that you actually just messaged me a article that said Emma Watson talks about her insecurities. Yeah. My first thought that came up was legitimately, wait, she has insecurities? <laughs> so the inspiration to doing like this podcast and I'm working on a YouTube channel of real people talking about their journeys in life, the inspiration to all of that is talking to influencers and people and realizing that they have normal everyday insecurities just like everybody else. And I found that the most empowering where I'm just like, someone like you is insecure about the way you look. And and this person's like a, a makeup guru. Everyone's on the same level with that. Everyone has insecurities. And earlier we started off with saying that we thought that popularity was a thing of the past. Something that would not affect our adulthood. But oh ho ho, lo and behold, here we are. And I am still obsessed with this idea of popularity. Growing up, I remember I was always really obsessed with celebrities. I thought that they just had carefree lives where everything was perfect. And I think now it's changed. I admire celebrities like Emma Watson, Ashley Graham, who are standing up for something and who believe in something and who want to positively impact people. I think that's what made me want to go into media in the first place. But now that I have chosen to fully pursue media and to start this podcast, to have social channels that hopefully will kind of push to one another, I've noticed that I have become very obsessed with numbers. I literally wake up every morning and I hate to admit this, but not only do I check Instagram every morning, the first thing I do when I open Instagram is look at my number of followers. Mm. And I hate that I do that because at the end of the day, my followers maybe go up and down like five or 10, but it's never significant enough. But I remember one day I woke up and like five dropped off, five, five. And I was like, oh my God, what am I doing wrong? My life. (laughs) It's like your value went down like five points. Yeah, five five points. And then I remember when we first started this podcast, I was obsessively checking our listenership, mm. like by the hour. And it just consumed me. And it took so much time and effort to go and load that page <laughs> and to think about it. And I felt like it just made me realize that I was just completely missing the point of everything that I was doing. Right. And that's the crazy thing about social media, where I feel like we all got sucked in without knowing what we were signing up for. And it's not just us. I think it's very normal because I do it too, where I will check my numbers and then I literally will hold my breath and be like, <gasps> Oh my god, my numbers went down. And then I'll have this like gut-wrenching feeling, especially through my depression, because mm. everything hinged on what I was doing. It's like, oh, this just proves that I don't have my life together, that no one gives a <laughs> crap about what I'm doing, and I'm not on the right path. So of course, things like people unfollowing me that were taught 
especially in this industry to care about yeah it's like what you're worth is so ingrained in the numbers it's so stupid but they're so tangible and so easily accessible that like sometimes not only are you looking at your numbers you're also looking at your friends numbers and then comparing your numbers to your friends numbers and at the end of the day you're like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter. It doesn't link. The number of people who follow you doesn't make you a better person. Doesn't mean that you're more successful. Doesn't mean that you're going to do more in life. Doesn't mean that you're going to change more lives. It doesn't. A lot of people fall into that trap of just feeling good or bad about yourself based off of how many people care about your life and what you're doing. So I really wanted to go into the realities of what it is in the entertainment world and especially in the YouTube influencing world because Regina and I have a lot of friends and these are the people that are friends and we work with and we've known and gotten to know and it's all a facade. I mean, we've talked about social media before. It's a facade, right? To be honest, one of the inspirations to this topic was that I had gone to a party with a lot of industry people and at this party it just really hit me how much people fall into this popularity fame fantasy a lot of influencers know exactly what they're doing and how to do it so what i mean by that is what you see in the photos that they post up on instagram or on ig stories on a snapchat it's all premeditated like they know what type of photos to get, who to take a photo with, what photos and of who is in it to post it up, who to tag. And you see that all in the parties a lot because we go to these things, we go to these hangouts and I'd be like, oh, okay, so these people are more interested in hanging out with these people because they have more numbers and other people who don't have as many followers who aren't quote unquote an influencer. They're people who are more behind the scenes or friends of friends. A lot of people don't have any interest in getting to know them. They're just off on the side on their own. And it's just interesting because I know there's a lot of people who aren't really close friends, but if you look at their social media feeds, you wouldn't think so. You would be like, oh my God, they're besties. They totally hang out all the time, right? They must have like the best time together. I'm not saying that they don't. It's just, it's not what it seems like from the public perception when you can see it from behind the scenes. I actually have a really funny story about that. This one girl from my high school, she had gone out to a club in Hollywood and Selena Gomez was at that club. Some way, somehow, I guess she ended up talking with Selena Gomez and then the paparazzi got a photo of Selena Gomez kissing her on the cheek. Oh, and then all the Hollywood tabloids the next day were like, Selena, out with her best friend. <laughs> literally, they're like, oh, Selena gets a peck on the cheek from one of her best friends. And it's literally like a photo of like our high school friend and Selena Gomez. And it was like all over the tabloids. And I'm pretty sure that was the only time she's ever met Selena Gomez. That's literally the perfect example of how this idea of celebrity can really skew your perception on things because Selena Gomez has never met my friend ever but the publications made it out to be like oh my god they're best friends and you know they just happen to take this super cute photo together but you wouldn't know because if you're a public or a fan looking at it you're like oh my god who is yeah, this you're person like, oh, that's so cool yeah. yeah yeah and I understand that because that's how I read articles about celebrities too where I, and it totally does influence because that's the only side of the story that you see and you don't know the reality just like back in high school all the things that you thought about the popular kids you don't really know their lives you don't really know what goes on behind the scenes if their parents are divorced and they're having a huge issue with 
their relationship with their dad or they're having financial issues. Like you don't know any of that. So what you see from the outside and like say on social media now, this person gets to hang out with this person and this person must be someone cool. And now it's like this idea of you can be famous just for being famous. Before when I worked at the YouTube company, before I was featured in any videos or that, nobody really knew why I was there. They just knew that I hung out with these YouTubers all the time. And people came up to me saying that. They like didn't know me at all. And they wanted to be my friend because I was part of this YouTuber group entourage to them. And I was known for that. And I was like, you don't even know anything about me and you're saying how much you love me. It's just so strange to me because I think nowadays people just want to be associated with cool as an adult too. You just want to be heard. You want to be known. You want to be associated with that coolness, right? Whatever that coolness is to you. Yeah. I remember going to a dinner and there's like a group of people who had no idea who I was. And then when they asked me like, oh, so like, who do you work with? Or, you know, basically asking me like, why are you here? And I was like, oh, I work with, you know, X company. And they're like, immediately the attention was like, oh my God, like, so what do you do there? And and, oh my god that's so cool like did not pay a single mind to me all night but the minute I told them like I work for x company or I know so and so they immediately turned to me and be like oh my god that's so cool like tell me about your life <laughs> they're selling you someone worthwhile talking to and investing their time in now what I realized like doing this podcast with Regina or stepping out on my own and actually working on things that mean something to me personally The people who come and talk to me about those things mean so much more than the number of people who unfollow me. Because in my mind, it's like, oh man, 500 people unfollow me. That's a significant amount of people, right? But then the one person who comes up and says, hey, when you talked about letting go of toxic people in your life, it really helped with seeing how that affected me. And that one conversation means so much more because that's exactly what we're trying to do. That interaction means so much more than the digital numbers of strangers that I've never met and to be honest if you don't connect with what we're doing or what I'm trying to say that's totally fine I actually prefer if you're following me because you thought I hang out with all these cool people and whatever it is and now that I don't then you unfollow me then hey I support that all the way you know I'd rather have that one interaction with that one person who connects with the real authentic conversations that we're having versus someone who thinks they know what my life is about and likes me for that reason. And now that my life isn't about that, it's like, oh, I don't like you anymore. We're, you're not as important. Yeah. And I think that that also brings it back to just that whole idea of like having authentic relationships. Like I completely agree with you. I think that when I start obsessing over the numbers and obsessing over how many people like my photos, how many people are following me, like, oh, cool. I gained five followers. Oh no, I lost 20 followers. It takes away from the reason why I'm doing this in the first place. And I think that that can be very easily translated into my relationships as well. Because if I put myself out to be this super cheery person that's always down to hang out with anyone and everyone, then I could potentially be that popular person that I always envisioned of being. You know, I could have I could have tons of friends, I could always have something to do, I can always be invited to parties and stuff, but then that's not me. I pride myself on the fact that all the friendships 
and people that I have in my life, they're there because I have an emotional connection with them. We have similar interests and we've built this trust and this relationship where I can rely on them and they can rely on me. And it's kind of the same thing that translates into social. I want people to follow me because they like the content that I'm creating and they're interested in what I have to say versus knowing me based off of a past life essentially that I had. Right. Also, when you get so obsessed with numbers, whether it's social following or the number of people that you're having dinners with or hanging out with, you lose sight of quality because you're so focused on quantity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm like you in so many ways where if I'm going to take time out of my schedule to do something with you, it's because I want to build on this friendship. I want to get to know you. I want to know what you're about and what you have to say because I care. And that's how I want all my relationships to be. Yes. And that's the facade of being popular where people who like you based off of what they think your life is about, let's say they think you have a perfect life or that you're beautiful and whatever it is, once that image goes away, which by the way is exhausting to upkeep all the time because Mm -hmm. no one has a perfect life, no one looks like that all the time. You're a normal human being. Everyone has their good and bad days. And if you're scared to show your bad days, you're scared to show your bad side to people in your life because you're afraid they're going to unfollow you or not like you or don't want to be your friends anymore, they don't want to be your fan, then that's not being truly popular. I think that's the thing about popularity. That's like the most simple misconception that we get where it's the fantasy. And then once that image goes away, then no one likes you for you really i'm not saying that everyone who's popular puts up this facade there are people who actually are hey this is me and these are the good and bad and like it or leave it type of thing and i think i respect that that's what me and regina are trying to achieve with being honest and vulnerable because it's hard to go there there are a lot of uncomfortable truths that we have to face about ourselves that doesn't sound nice to us to begin with let alone sharing it in the public and having people know that about us when we're still trying to deal with it But I feel like if I can't be comfortable in my own skin to share that with people, then I'm just putting up this fake image of myself to convince other people and me that I can be this person. That's the whole, Regina mentioned the Emma Watson article that I sent her about Emma being insecure. I just called her Emma, like I know her. But (laughs) You guys are biffles. I know, we totally are. There's going to be a photo of me kissing her on the cheek. I'm going to be best friends. (laughs) So her insecurity in that, which I'll just spoil alert, I'm just going to tell you. Oh my God. But she said that in her early 20s what she was insecure about was she didn't like it when her friends took photos of her on a normal everyday basis because she didn't like what she looked like normally compared to when she was full glammed up in magazines mm. so she was like wow this magazine version of myself is so great so yeah fabulous. like ideal right and I look like this in normal everyday life it's two totally different people and she didn't like that difference Ah, even Emma Watson, right? I know. And see, like that goes back again. When you sent me that article, my first notion was, oh my God, she has insecurities. Like she's perfect. She's beautiful. She's smart. She's talented. She's speaking up for herself. And I've created this image of what I think she is. And because of all her success, I just assume she's extremely happy and extremely confident. How could a person like her have all these insecurities or have all these issues going on in the background? Yeah. And, you know, at the end, I think popularity, when you just break it down, whether you're in high school or as an adult now on social media or just in life chasing fame or thinking that your validation and worth is put into how many people like you or don't like you or whatever it is. I think it's just about acceptance. You know, you want to be accepted. You want to feel like you belong. You want to relate to people. You want people to relate to you, to be seen, to be heard, to know that you matter. 
And, you know, the ultimate acceptance is to have the world love you for you or who they think you are, right? And that's being popular. And I think a lot of that is rooted in the pain of rejection, which I've definitely been rejected by a lot of people. And that's the last thing I want to feel. So the opposite of that is being popular, right? Because you think who's going to reject you? When you really think about it, popularity and fame doesn't equal success. People who have all the money in the world, people who are super gorgeous, people who are super famous, all have a lot of issues. Their lives aren't perfect. If anything, is it Jay-Z who said it? More money, more problems. (laughs) We don't really know what we're asking for until we get it. And popularity, there's a lot of things that come with that. When you keep that in mind, you're just like, oh, it puts things into perspective. And you realize the older you get, the people that have been there through your good and bad, especially your bad and your flaws, and they still love you. They still want to be there for you. They still sit there and listen to you and they believe in you. Like those are the ones that really matter. Not people that you've never met before and like your photo because, oh my God, you look so gorgeous. Your hair is so flawless. But it's not rooted in what's going on inside of you. Yeah. And I think too, you'll start to notice that there are some people who are very fame hungry, Mm -hmm. who are very obsessed with the numbers and who are always climbing to the top. I think that it's really important to take a step back and be like, well, why? Why are they so obsessed with fame and being well-liked? I think a lot of it has to do with insecurity and maybe they're not getting the validation that they need in person so they're going online to do it or maybe they're really unhappy with how things are going in their normal life so them finding fame on social media or what they're doing online is their escape it's an ultra reality it really really is ultimately i mean you know we always come with like a message (laughs) and the stuff that we have to tell ourselves to remind ourselves that I mean, it sounds such like a basic concept, but I think we definitely need to remind ourselves on the daily, which is if you're a good person with good intentions, being popular has nothing to do with that. Like I said, if you're a good person, that's what matters. Like just because you're famous or lots of people like you doesn't mean you're a good person. That's probably the biggest eye opener that I realized once coming into the entertainment world where I thought Mm -hmm. that I was like, how could this person not be what I thought they were on screen? And then you actually get to see the behind the scenes and you're like, oh my gosh, you are not who I thought you were at all. But the rest of the world thinks that you are. And the thing about being famous and being popular is that your ego can get out of control. It can get so big that you can't even see what's like right in front of you. Yes. And that's what it is. Like their reality is not real. They also buy into the hype. And this is to me why I have to remind myself when you live in that world and you're surrounded by a lot of people who all collectively buy into that facade of them being famous and them being influencers, what's scary to me and what I realize is that these people have a huge amount of influence, especially on young people. And that's the part of me that really wants to be able to work with younger people and just normal people on a daily level because I don't know. And it's totally okay. I'm not saying like these influencers have to like be like Emma Watson and stand for something and always be doing good. But I think that there is a responsibility, which is probably, this is a, another topic and another episode that we can do. But I really believe that they have a responsibility to be role models and to use that influence for more uh, bigger purpose. I agree. Just sometimes it's very reckless. But to bring it back to just everyone, if you really look at your life and you make positive choices, you work and strive to be a better version of yourself, then you will see that what we're seeking in popularity, you are getting already. 
You are getting the love and acceptance from people who can see the real you. You are getting heard, you are getting seen, and you do matter to them. You matter to these people. And that is more significant than strangers, numbers that you've never met before and who they think you are based off of a couple of photos that they've seen or a couple of Instagram stories because you hung out with this person who happens to be famous. That's all temporary and not grounded in really anything concrete. It just starts by learning to accept yourself. Before you look for acceptance in other people, learn to accept yourself. And I think and in that, you're also living like your authentic life by being true to yourself, knowing and accepting your flaws, but also being able to look at yourself and being like, no, I am proud of who I am. And because I strive to live this authentic life, I am proud of who I am and who I've become. Yes. If you put your authentic self out there, you will also bring in authentic people who will love and care and support you in ways that you didn't even know that you needed. You know, you have to fill those voids in your life and try to patch up those insecurities or accept them as you can or else you're going to try to fill those voids in other things that are baseless and with no substance like popularity. That you're going to try to seek that validation from that versus within yourself. And the only way to fill the holes and try to complete yourself is by accepting your flaws, by looking at yourself and being like, I have come very far. And my mentality now is if I won't say that to my friend, then I'm not going to say that to myself. So there's so many things where I'm just like, I will applaud and be your hype person. Like, I love my friends so much. But then I'll go to myself and be so hypercritical, right? Mm -hmm. I can't do that because I genuinely love the people in my life for who they are. And I am in my life and I am who I am. So I should be the first person I do that with. Yeah. It's so interesting to have these conversations with you because I look at you and I admire you and you inspire me in so many ways. I love having these conversations with you. Thank you. And same with you. I've honestly, I mean, like this sounds like, oh my God, we're so great, but I'll re-listen to our podcast episodes and I'm like, yeah, I need to work on that. And then so by striving to be open and honest in these podcasts, it really helps me with my own self-growth. Same, same. And, you know, at the end of the day, numbers don't mean anything. The amount of growth I think the two of us have had in the past, what, five months of doing this? Has it been five months? I think it's been close to five months, yeah. We're about to hit our 25th episode. We are, we are. Stay tuned for some exciting news around that. But yeah, like in the five months that we've been doing this, I feel like both of us have already grown so much. Just personally. I remember I was editing an episode the other day and I was like, oh man, I really needed this advice. (laughs) (laughs) I saw you tweet that. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for joining us for another episode of Perfectly Imperfect. Don't forget to tell a friend about our podcast and subscribe to us on iTunes so you get episodes onto your device every week. And as always, we encourage you to live your most authentic life because only good things can come when you put out your most authentic self. And feel free to email us if you have any stories that you would like to share about your own struggles with popularity at the perfectly imperfect podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, because you know what? We definitely relate and we hear you. We always love spending our time with you and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. I don't know our ending song. Fade out. Okay, end. <laughs>